Welcome to Solo BG, your podcast for solo and cooperative board games. Here you will find everything you need to know about your favorite and most recent games. Art, rules, gameplays and interviews. Here is your host, Derek Rodriguez. Hi, welcome to Solo BG. My name is Derek and this is episode number 22 of solo bg podcast welcome to all of you tonight we have a very interesting well tonight uh today this morning in any time zone that you're listening right now or at any time of the day anyway today is going to be a great episode we're going to talk about a very interesting game that i was looking forward to play i already had an unboxing video on our social media on our facebook twitter and instagram and it's a very like i said very interesting game very immersive Uh, with a lot of narration and a very cool theme in particular that, that I really enjoy. And I know for a fact on all the, a lot of you listeners and gamers, you also enjoy these kind of themes too for this kind of game. So before we talk about the game, let me uh, tell you what I've been playing recently in this month of uh, March 2019. Recently I've been playing, besides the game that we're going to talk tonight, I've been playing another game that has been blowing my mind which is a very good game. It was a success on Kickstarter, and now it's kind of, you know, tricky to get it, but you can still find it uh, some places online and uh, on, or in your favorite local gaming stores as well. It's possible that they will have a copy or two. And I'm talking about Teotihuacan City of Gods, or I have seen in some videos they call it uh, Teotihuacan or Teotihuacan, but uh, the real name in Spanish is uh, Teotihuacan City of Gods. It's a very good game, uh, work placement, Uh, you're having your workers and they keep growing and getting uh, better in their work. Uh, and you're doing different actions through the through Teotihuacan, you know, the city, which all the pyramids. You're trying to get resources and trying to help to build the pyramid, uh, trying to get gold, trying to get wood. And with those things, trying to build houses. And then eventually your players or your workers, they will die, which is a good thing because they will go to the Valley of the Deads, which is a real thing in the tradition Of, of the culture uh, of Teotihuacan. And um, once they go to the Valley of the Dead, they will be giving you points. You will get, be getting uh, more younger workers. And the currency of the game, or the main currency of the game, is the cacao or cocoa. And it's actually very attached to the, to the tradition of Teotihuacan. So it's a great game. If you have a chance, play it. If you have played, I'm pretty sure that you like it as well. And it has a very cool solo mode that I'm looking forward to record an episode about. Besides Teotihuacan, I've also been playing Seven Wonders. I know it's a game from 2011 or 2010, but surprisingly, uh, I was just recently introduced to the game uh, through a board game uh, party, and I had a blast. It's a great game, too. We play with expansions, with the leaders expansion, I believe, and it was a great experience. What I like from the game is that it can be played up to seven players, but it doesn't add any amount of time. Like in other games, when they, they can be played like four, five, six players, usually those games add uh, some you know time depend, depending on the number of players. But in the case of uh, Seven Wonders, you can be playing with two players, three players, or seven players, and the amount will be the same. So I think that's pretty neat, you know? I mean, it took us with, for seven people like 40 or 45 minutes for the whole game, and we had a blast. Also, recently in a board game auction... I got a game that I never knew anything about it, and I really enjoyed it. And also, you can play it solo. It's very immersive. And I'm talking about Albion's Legacy. Albion's Legacy, in case if you don't know, 
is uh, based or it's at the atmosphere is about um, King Arthur and Lancelot and all those, you know, that kind of theme. And you're trying to explore outside of the castle and, you know, trying to defeat monsters and trying to uh, fulfill certain quests. And it's a very good game. It's very immersive. And it takes like an hour and a half every, you know, if you're playing solo. But if you like those kinds of themes, like I said, Lancelot, King Arthur, uh, the, you know, the round table, you will you will enjoy this game too. I've been playing also Back to the Future, the card game. Now, this game in particularly, I've been uh, watching, before I got it, I was watching some YouTube, uh, you know, reviews from the game. And it had very, very bad reviews. Uh, me personally, I love Back to the Future. I'm a huge fan. And I really enjoy the game. And I was trying a solo variant that it's on Board Game Geek. Um, and it's good. You know, you're playing with two DeLoreans at the same time. And you're tr you're Marty McFly in this solo variant. And you're just trying to avoid being the same at the same time or at the same uh, location with the other or with the AI DeLorean. In that way, you know, just like in the movie, you won't, you won't create a paradox. So it's a good game, actually. In competitive, I really enjoy it, too. So it's a good game. Uh, I've been playing also Boss Monster. I've been playing Crypt, which is a very nice little game, work placement game. Well, more like a beating dice type of game, but it has a solo variant too. It was recently on Kickstarter. I will I will probably record an episode about it too because the solo variant is good as well, and it plays fast, probably in 10, 15 minutes, and you're done. And besides that, I've been, I play Doom Seeker. It's a card game for War, from Warhammer. It was good. You know, I didn't enjoy it, honestly, too much. But it's a good game, you know, something different. Uh, another one that I really enjoy, that I recently got it too, and I played another night with friends. Uh, that one you don't play solo, unfortunately. But if you like the theme, it's a very good game. And I'm talking about The Fury of Dracula. It was the fourth edition, I think, the one that we tried. And we had a blast. I was Dracula, and I almost, almost got away. But just in the last turn of the game, before I got all my influence, um, they found me, and they, they were able to kill Dracula. So I lost... And also, I've been playing Fallout with the new California expansion. And I'm looking forward also to record an episode about Fallout. I know also the the Fallout the miniature game, uh, it's already out. It was released, I believe, in uh, August last year on the Gen Con 2018. And the board game, uh, it doesn't have very good reviews uh, either. But me personally, I enjoy it. I love it. I need to confess that I have never played any of the Fallout video games, only seen you know some videos about it and that's it and my first experience with follow was the board game and i'm i'm loving it i like it and the new california expansions it adds a lot of uh, more scenarios and different things to the game which make it even better and finally i also been playing pathfinder adventure card game skulls and shackles having a blast it's a very good game too i record an unboxing it's on the facebook group um I'm sorry, in the Facebook page of Solo VG Podcast, just look at, search for us like that, Solo VG Podcast on Facebook, and over there I have an unboxing, and I'm talking a little bit about the video, I'm sorry about the game and all the stuff, it's a it's a decent game, it's very good, it was released, I believe the Skull and Shackles was released like around 2014, um, but it's good if you like those, uh, you know, that theme of Pathfinder and Dungeons and Dragons and all the stuff, it's a nice uh, getaway, you know, being a card game, you're traveling to locations and you're trying to, you know, find the villains of the scenario and trying to close locations and, and things like that. So it's fun. You know, I like those kinds of themes. And, and anyway, I had a lot of fun. So, so far, those are the games that I've been playing recently. Uh, you know, from the uh, recording episode 
that we have, which it was our previous episode, number 21, with Corey Kanishka. If you haven't heard it, just go for it. I mean, even in, if you're listening to Spotify or iTunes, the previous episode, which is episode 20, so number 21, is with Corey Kanishka, designer of uh, Eldridge Horror. Uh, you know, it helps with Manchester Madness, tons of games. I'm pretty sure you, I'm pretty sure on your game library you have a Corey Kanishka game. So if you haven't listened to the interview, if you haven't had a chance, uh, go right now. It's the previous episode, like I said before this one. And we had a very interesting talk with the vice president of Fantasy Flight Games, Corey Kanishka. But now, for tonight's episode, or today's episode, we're going to talk about House of Danger, Choose Your Own Adventure. This is a game that is pretty easy to find. I mean, I guess there's not anything wrong to say the, the, the name of the store, but you can find it at Target, for example. Uh, all the gaming stores, they have a few copies of it. You can find it on Amazon. Pretty easy to find. It's, uh, it's not expensive at all. Uh, and it's a great game. It's very immersive. Uh, and it has a lot to offer, even a lot of replayability, which I was very doubtful because of how the game works. But it offers you replayability. You will have replayability for sure. But before I tell you more details about the game, let's see how it looks on the box and cover. Box and cover. Okay, so as always, and I have mentioned, I have literally the box here, you can listen to it, and I'm opening right now, and it's, uh, it says on the front, choose your own adventure house of, the, house of danger based on the book by R.A. Montgomery, a cooperative adventure game by Prospero Hall, and it's published by Seaman Games, it's H10+, and you can play one or more players, that means 1 to 99, 1 to 5, one to two hundred, you can play in a stadium. You know, everybody choosing, making their own choices. So that's pretty neat. Uh, but mainly, honestly, mainly you will enjoy it better solo. Um, on the front, you will have like a nice art. It seems like a labyrinth, and you know some monsters and the shadows and a house on the background, like kind of a, like a modern house, I guess, for what when the book was written. Um, but it, it's kind of cool, you know. And because I already played the game, I don't want to spoil you too much of what you can find in the cover. Because, I mean, you can go right now online, or if you have the game, you can see the cover. But uh, you won't realize until you play the game that it can actually spoil a little bit. So then on the sides, you will have Choose Your Own Adventure, the name of the game, a cooperative adventure game. And you also have some, uh, you know, uh, drawings about the things that you will find in the House of Danger. And it, the art is pretty good. One of the things that I don't like, particularly is that the art is pretty good, but I'm not a huge fan of the black and white art. And this game, it's, you know, I guess it makes sense because it's based on a book, you know, from all those uh, choose-your-own-adventure games. Um, you know, I guess it makes sense to make it the art in black and white. Then you have a rule book inside. Well, we're going to talk about inside the box in a little bit. But then on the back of the of the box, uh, you will have the choose-your-own-adventure, and it tells you, can you survive the house of danger? Gather your friends for a perilous and lauder-filled adventure through the house of danger. Make risky choices, collect bizarre clues, which is very important, and face moral challenges. Play again and again and again to uncover more secrets and more exciting endings. Uh, it tells you that if you explore the story in five chapters, you make choices to reveal the mystery, you will face challenges to collect clues and items, and you will escape the danger to increasing 
uh, your abilities, discover your own game ending, which is something very cool about the game. Look, once again, once we go to the gameplay, we're going to talk a little bit more about this. And um, it says the components or the contents of the game, um, which is, you know, some story cards, uh, clue cards that I will talk more once we talk about what is inside the game. So the box, like I said, the size is literally like the size of any book. That's 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 true. It's like the size of the book, but the thickness of the box. I mean, it's not as a thick as a. Uh, I mean, the book it won't be that thick, you know. But it's 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 a very accessible. I always call it accessible boxes, small boxes that you. It's very easy to transport, and this is a game that you can transport to anywhere, um, and you know you won't have any any issue with that. So now that we talk about the box and cover, let's see what it's inside the box. Inside the box. Okay, so now we are inside the box, and the first thing, as soon as you open the game, of course, you will have the rule book, which it says choose your own adventure, the instructions, and you will see that the components or the contents of the game, it's 160 story cards, 120 new clue cards, one game board, one die, one physics mover, one danger mover, uh, one storage bag, uh, well, just like a tiny ziplock bag, and instructions. And uh, now the rule book, it's, uh, we'll tell you in a little bit, it's a seven double-side uh, pages, um, which instruct you how the game works and how the mechanic works. It won't tell you that much because you will be learning the game as you're playing, which is something very cool. I need to give them, you know, a five-star in that aspect. Another game that I, that I like that it, you learn as you play, it's um, This War of Mine. Of course, we're talking about very different games, uh, very different immersive level, but... I really appreciate or I really enjoy when a game you learn it as you as you playing, especially because it doesn't spoil anything. You know, it depends on the game too. But immersive games, I really enjoy when they figure it out how to in the mechanics. How can you learn the game while you are playing? Um, it saves some time, you know, especially if you're playing with more uh, people around the table. Okay, then you have the main board, which is very small. It's probably the same, uh, you know, length as the box like a book size and it's it tells you on the top the goal which you will put the the goal card over there once again i don't want to spoil too much and then it has a psychic scale which runs from numbers one all the way to 25 and it has different level level one level two level three level four level five depends once again during the game you will figure it out and then uh, then you have a danger matter uh which it will affect your literally just your role on the dice because Every challenge that you will be making, it will be through the dice rolling. And the more, the higher the danger matter is, you know, the hard that it will be to succeed in those uh, challenges. But you will have uh, some challenge boosters, which is at the bottom of the map. And uh, there you can play some challenge boosters to help you out to, you know, to succeed against those perils. Uh, and then uh, on the back side of the map, once you start the, your adventure you will be instructed to take a look for a couple of minutes. It's very nice. I like the art. Now, that part, it's color. Like the mat on the on the psychic scale and the danger, danger matter, I'm sorry, those are full color. And where the goal is and the challenge booster also is color. And then on the back, it's full color. But it's, like I said, I don't want to spoil, but it's a nice graphic and nice uh, drawing and nice, very nice design uh, that I really enjoy. And I think you will find it... Very cool too, as soon as you are ready to start your own adventure. Then you will have all the chapters. Let me pull it out of the box. Uh, you, you will have all the chapters 
uh, in the small cards. So you will be drawing, uh, you know, one chapter and after another. So it's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot of cards that they're going to represent. Probably, I don't remember, I don't, I don't know if I remember incorrectly, but they were uh, represent the 160 story cards, which is like 160 uh, book pages. And then you have 120 mini cards that those are the clue cards that you will be drawing and they will be interacting during the, the during the story and you will have also the starter kits which is two cards that they will help you to start the adventure now um i'm not a huge fan of you know pawns like very plastic i guess i will say cheap pawns but i guess for this game it served the purpose uh the dice is just a black six-sided dice and you use the pawn the small pawn plastic uh, red color to move uh, your character through, through the psychic scale and then just a yellow uh, block, plastic block to use it in the danger matter. Um, now, I'm not a huge fan, like I said, of plastic pawns. I'm not a huge fan of, of, of pawns just like that. And I love uh, wooden miniatures or wooden meeples or even plastic, uh, you know, miniatures and all this stuff. But I get what in this game is it, it's better like this, you know, with a plastic small pawn. You you won't even need like a miniature or anything like that. Um, you can use your own, I guess, markers or your own cubes or whatever you have from other board games to keep track of the scales. But, I mean, honestly, it's not a big deal. I mean, I'm not a huge fan once again, but, you know, I, I think it helps. The, some serves the purpose, I'm sorry. And uh, the storage bag that they're saying, once again, is just a tiny C-block bag to put the the pawn, the cube, and the dice. Other than that, that's all that you get into the box, but that's more than enough to get you to a nice House of Danger adventure. Now that I told you and that we talk about what is inside the box, let's go and jump to our section and see, to our next section, gameplay, to see how the gameplay is actually, and discuss a little bit about the mechanics without spoiling too much. Gameplay. We'll be back after a quick break. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At The Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that owl has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes... It doesn't quite work. And you have, you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the gaming blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. Okay, so now we're gonna talk about the gameplay. The gameplay is very simple, and like I mentioned before. Uh, you will be discovering all the real mechanics of the game, uh, you know, once you're playing and through the, each chapter. So for the setup, just to give you an idea, you will, you will, it's better. This is a recommendation that I will give it to you. You know, in the box, it will bring, it will come all the chapters or the card chapters, uh, wrap it up and divide it, you know, by chapters all the way one to five. So it's better if you open all of them, try not to look the last card back part if it makes sense uh, don't look anything try not to spoil yourself because you will be able to spoil very easy if you see the back of the card and because of the color that that card can have and all the stuff it's very easy to get spoiled so my recommendation to you 
is something that I didn't do while I'm playing, but now <laughs> I guess for for you guys it's worth mentioning. Open all the cards, all the plastic, takes all the plastic away and put the five chapters all together in one big stack of cards, which is 120 pages. Once you have that, it comes with a very nice, uh, the same size card that is just, you know, like yeah, like with the graphics of the game, it says choose your own adventure and like the, the, the cover of the book. And that card helps you to cover the next card after you're drawing and that way you don't get spoiled. So how it's gonna work, just to give you an idea, is that you with the setup you're gonna put uh, your plastic pawn on number three in the psych and the psychic scale and like I said that psychic scale the higher it is the better for any for the challenges and for perils and for things that the story will ask you to do and then you will put your challenge booster cube all the way at the bottom um, you know the challenge booster again is is the the fight that the game is gonna uh, put towards uh, versus you know versus you as a player in order to succeed on the challenges. So how it works is that you will start with the first uh, chapter, which is called The Grounds. It's not a spoiler. You will see it as soon as you open the box. And then you will read that card, and you will read the back of the card. But once you draw that card, once again, you place the House of Danger card on top of the other ones. In that way, you don't get spoiled. And you're just going to start reading the story, and it will tell you an introduction and whatever. And literally, it will instruct you what to do. And then you're going to get uh, in every chapter, you know, ideally... To some, it could be different depending depending on your on your choices, but you will uh, be instructed at some point. You will find the goal for that chapter, and you will place. It will tell you, for example, I don't know, for uh, draw clue number seventy five, and you will draw clue seventy five, and clue will tell you, well, the goal for this chapter is to I don't know, uh, be the best warrior. Of course, I'm throwing something very random and different, but just not to spoil. Then you're gonna place that goal in the upper side of the mat which is where it goes it tells it goal you know so you put put the little clue there and in that way you have access to see what is your goal for that chapter uh you will start the game with two um i guess accessories or cards that you can use to your advantage you will start with a pocket knife which it will gives you plus one on your roll when you challenge a strength uh, challenge and you will have a bottle of water which you can discard at any time to lower the danger meter the danger meter by three. Like I mentioned, the danger meter, as soon as it keeps increasing, it will make it more hard. And just to give you an example, the first three spaces of that meter, it's three. So you will need to roll your die. If you roll three or higher, you succeed in the challenge. If you roll two, two you lose and you suffer penalties according to whatever you're facing on the story. But every time that you roll a one, you automatically lose, no matter what. Even if you have challenging boosters that they will give you, I don't know, plus three, and you're in the in the in the danger meter, it's three, and you get plus three, and you roll a one, and you will be you will be like, well, it's a four, so I won. No, every time that you roll a one, the challenge is lost, and it will tell you on demand. So the tricky part uh, from here is that let's say you're gonna have a, a challenge, you're gonna use your pocket knife. There's a section on the mat that it says challenge booster, so you will insert your your pocket knife there. If you're using any uh, weapon or anything that can help you in a challenge, and you roll that one, you need to discard that um, item that you were using. So that's very interesting because at some point you want to use items, but also you don't want to risk it too much because if you lose them, probably those items, uh, they will tell you the different paths if you have them or not during the story. So... That's how it works. You're going to be drawing cards. You're going to be reading the story. 
And then at the bottom of the story, it will tell you, well, I don't know, let's make something random. So you are facing a castle. Um, do you want to knock uh, on the door or do you want to um, uh, ring the bell? If you want to knock on the door, go to uh, card number 72 and you will try to find the card 72 without spoil, spoiling, I'm sorry. And the nice thing is that on the top uh, right corner of every card, it has the number big. So you can just go through the corners and, okay, draw 72 because I decided to knock the door. Or you can be like, well, I wanted to ring the bell. So if you ring the bell instead of drawing 72, you're going to draw uh, 41. And then you draw a card 41 and then you read what's going on. And then from that card, it probably will tell you, well, now you have an optional challenge or you have a, a fourth challenge and you need to roll this. And if you uh, fail, you're going to draw this clue. If you succeed, you're going to draw this clue. Or if you fail, you suffer this penalty and then you can try again and things like that. Um, you know, you possibly you will be dying during the during the game. Uh, which different endings, um, or possibly you won't die and you're just gonna take the game through a different way. And when I, we talk about the replayability, is is good because this game really has it. Um, it's like probably one of the most recent famous movies from Netflix, Bandersnatch. Is kind of the same idea. Like the the endings will be very very different uh, as soon as you playing and as soon as you di making different choices. Uh, so let's say I played the game and my ending was. I don't know that I became super powerful and probably your ending will be that, you know, that you were a musician or something. I'm just throwing random examples in the way I don't spoil. But that's how it works. The, according to your decisions during each chapter, according to which clues you have, according to what items you collect, according to every single decision that you made during the game, it will have you will have a different ending. Um, one advice that I can tell you or I can give you right now is where you're playing, get all the clues that you can try to get try to investigate everything um there's parts that when the story allows you to go back a little bit just to to make sure that you're not forgetting anything from different locations do it i mean it's risky because you can you can die i don't know if i don't know if at some point the game actually can make you die and you know for you not to be able to keep going so that's the risky part but uh I found that, you know, it's, it's good. I don't want to spoil it too much, like I said, but it's better if you have clues, you know. It, it will help you through different things on the scenario. I don't know, for example, I mean, let's let's make another, you know, different story. It's like, it's like okay, if you go to uh, the parking lot in order to to turn on the car, you well, you need the keys, right? So if you forgot the keys on the whatever, where you were, let's say you were at the gym and you forgot the keys at the locker, then you need to go back in order to get the keys from the locker and that way you can turn on the car. So just to give you an, an idea how, how all the choices are really important during the game. The gameplay probably, uh, I don't remember if in the box, if I mention it or not, it doesn't actually say how long it takes you to play the game. But uh, on my experience, when I played, I played in two different nights. Uh, and... Probably, I would say the gameplay. If you play the five chapters as well, as uh, you know, at one time, probably it will take you like I don't know an hour, between an hour and an hour and a half. Uh, but you can always, you know, save the game. Just it's it's very easy. I mean, you you won't need too much space, even with all the cards that it has. Uh, so you can easily leave it at your desk or your gaming table and just in a corner, and you can play it next night. Let's say you play two chapters tonight and then another two chapters tomorrow, and the last chapter the day after, if you wanna you know, uh, play as a kind of a little campaign if you want to spend a couple of nights. But even if you finish the game in an hour and a half, you will find 
that you can try it again and it will be a completely different game. It is, I mean, probably you will have some similarities, you know, and some initial pathways, but I mean, the 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 path that is going to take you and uh, the pearls that you're going to face and all the stuff is going to be very different from one game to another, unless, of course, you took note of the choices that you made and you just want to make them again, well, the game will be similar, but at some point it will change. The ending will change, that's for sure. It has different endings. I don't know how many how, how many different endings, but I'm assuming it has at least, I don't know, between 5 and 10 different endings. So that will give you some replayability, you know, especially for the price of the game and, and, and what, it games, what the game is. Um, the only game that I can compare it, kind of, is the, the books that they were also... Not the choose your own adventure, actually. If you give me one second, uh, right now I have them here on my shelf. Let me pick it up. Um, so I, I pick up these books on, on Gen Con, Graphic Novels Adventure, and they're from Van Ryder Games. And, you know, they're very nice. I, I already play or read uh, one that is called Captive and Loop Garou, which is like a dungeon dragon fantasy type thing. But this, those books, I mean, it's, you know, I guess like in the old days, like choose your own adventure. You're choosing adventures and it will take you to page this, page that. But these are more like comics, like graphic novels. But they, they don't, for me, they don't feel like a board game. They feel more like, a, you know, like a, I guess like a, yeah, like a book, a graphic novel that you can play through and that's it. And they're very convenient for if you're in the plane or if you're in a train or something. But this game, House of Danger, it gives you both feelings. Like you're kind of reading a book because the, narr- the narrative and the immersiveness is very good. But also it gives you the feeling of a board game because you're, you know, the simple, that just the thing that you're drawing the cards and you're rolling the die and you're moving on this, the little pawn on the scale and you're moving the cube and then you play, you're placing some uh, challenging boosters on the mat and things like that. So this game, for me, uh, it feels more as a board game than the books from uh, Van Ryder Games, which they're very good too, but, you know, they don't give me the feeling as a board game. So that's the only one that I can honestly compare, um, you know, to. I mean, they're very similar, but I think the House of Danger winning that aspect of feeling as a board game. So that's how the gameplay, once again, um, is very basic and you will be discovering as you playing the game. So now that we talk about the gameplay and we talk about the box and cover and the components and all the stuff, let's see if we if we rather play this game solo or cooperative and what do we think about the game? Solo or cooperative? So now we're in the section if we decide if the game plays better as a solo or a cooperative. And I think I already spoiled it since the beginning of the episode that, in my opinion, this game plays better for a solo game. Why? Uh, because it's like you're reading a book, some sort of. So you're playing and reading at the same time. And, you know, you're, you're making the choices for your character. So I feel like it, it, it's designed better for one player. But, I mean... You know, I haven't tried cooperative, honestly, and, and I think it also won't be that bad. It's just like more reminds me kind of the, those school classes when you're reading a page and then the next person read the other page and then the next person read the other one and then it's back to you. And every time that uh, somebody's reading a card and he has a challenge or an option or something, well, they get to decide. So that's why I think that it's better or you will enjoy a little bit more if you play it solo. Um, the nice thing about this is also that I, I, it can occur to me that because it's one to 99 players that on a gaming night and if you are with, I don't know, more than five people, 
and they want to f- do something different, well, you can always, I don't know, you know, try to organize, you know, a nice table and, you know, start to talk and you start to narrate the story and then you start to ask for choices and they start to submit votes or whatever and then take the game to different ways. That, that's the other thing that you can do. But just because it feels more like a book and the narration and the immersiveness and because I really enjoyed solo, I think I think it plays very good as a solo game. Um, the price of the game, well, the retail price is, I believe, close to $25. So nothing crazy and, and it's good. You know, it's, it's definitely worth it, in my opinion. So if you have a chance to pick up a copy, I mean, you, you probably should. And if you like the theme of, you know, mystery and kind of not Cthulhu precisely, but, you know, that sort of mystery and sci-fi-ish and all those things, you will really enjoy. Because this thing I forgot to mention before, but uh, the, don't get, don't get uh, you know, confused that even if it says House of Danger and you will think that it's only mystery and, and or murder or thriller or something. It has a lot of different themes on the game. It, that's what one of the things that really surprised me towards the ending. You know, the different themes that it took, which I'm actually a huge fan of the other theme, but I don't want to mention it because I don't want to spoil it. But it has a lot of variation theme-wise on the game, so that's very good. And I'm looking forward for them to release more expansions. You know, I know that the Choose Your Own Adventure books by uh, R.A. Montgomery, there's a lot of, you know, different uh, games, I guess, or books like... Uh, the Abom- Abominable Snowman, Journey Under the Sea, Spice and Beyond, The Lost Jewels. Um, you know, there's a lot of books from The Mystery of the Maya, House of Danger, which is this one, Race Forever. There's a lot of books by R.A. Montgomery. And I'm, I hope that Seaman uh, and Prospero Hall, you know, they keep releasing more uh, different stories. In that way, you can keep playing with this same format of Choose Your Own Adventure and with The Little Mad and all this stuff. So, and the rating of the game, now that we talked, you know, we mentioned the prize, we mentioned that it was, it's better to play solo. Um, the rating of the game going to kind of a Netflix rating from 0 to 5, where 0 is you hate it and 5 you love it and you can play it every time. I guess I will give this game a 3.5, you know. I mean, the reason why I don't give it any higher is because, well, you will have certain replayability, but the story or the beginning or the same the path will be the same and the feeling it will be the same if you play over and over and over again. The story will be the same and the ending won't be the same, but it's very similar to the mechanics, you know. So I guess and because of the type of game, you I don't I don't see how you will be played very often. Um so or at least that is not my case. So that's why I give it a three point five. It's a good game. I really enjoy it, but I will probably try it again, you know, for after a couple of months or even in a couple of weeks, I don't know, depends on the feeling, but just to see another ending. And I'm looking forward, like I said, for, for them to release more expansions and more stories, and that way I can play more and have more stories and all this stuff, which I'm probably pretty sure that they will do, and I hope. I really hope that on this coming Gen Con, uh, which, by the way, we will be there, um, I can go to the Seaman booth and find more another expansion for the house of danger i guess or for the choose your own adventure format so with that being said you know i i do recommend this game for solo players it's a good game very accessible very nice plays good um you know it, you will enjoy it. you will enjoy it and and it was kind of tricky to do this episode without spoiling too much and that's why we put all those random situations to explain you or to give you an idea how the game plays anyway thanks all of you guys for the support to this uh show 
This is episode number 22. So far, um, you know, uh, I'm very proud of what we accomplished. You know, we have a couple of interviews. If you haven't checked them out, check them out on our previous episode. Like I said, Corey Kanishka, Irene Dean from For the Love of Board Games book with the Sadler Brothers, designer and creators of uh, Street Masters and Heroes of Thirty Not. Um, you know, with also the designer of a Space Park uh, from Key Masters Game. So we have a couple of interviews there that you can always check it out. And the episodes, like I said before, you know, we are 22 now. We've been talking about different games. And I'm still working. I know I've been saying this in the past. I'm still working on, you know, the the YouTube channel that I want to do something different. I'm still planning, trying to work, you know, with a nice camera and trying to make it a little bit different. Now the new thing with the, with the show is that we're recording the unboxings of the games. But now with, you know, with with our voices there or my voice there and talking a little bit about the game. So if you want to check those unboxings uh, videos, you can uh, look for them on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram at Solo BG Podcast. And also follow us on those social medias. In that way, you know, we can be in contact. And if you want to say hi, go for it. I will for sure say hi back to you. Recently, we had the Pocket Mars giveaway. The winner is already on Facebook. There's a video while I'm doing live, uh, you know, the, the, the raffle of the, of the game. And, you know... It's it's on the video. You can check it out. Who won? We will have more giveaways. I'm trying to d decide which one, which game I will have for giveaway for you guys for this uh, coming couple of weeks. And anyway, once again, thanks for the support. Look for us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SoloBG Podcast. If you're listening through Spotify, please subscribe. If you're listening through iTunes, uh, please subscribe as well. Give us the five stars and comment something there. And that always that's always help, helps the show. Also, you can look for us in Google Play. And like I mentioned before, on now that we are in BoardGameGeek.com, if you look for us there as a solo BG podcast, you will find it and you can listen through the episodes through there as well. And like always, remember... For victory, go tell your friends. Till next time, see you through the speaker and at the tabletop. <laughs>